Welcome to Square State Sandlot Podcast. On this episode, we discuss the NFL owners meetings, Raiders and Steelers news and notes, as well as Bills versus Chiefs, Broncos versus Chargers, the Panthers firing Matt Rule, and will they begin a fire sale including trading Christian McCaffrey, Major League Baseball playoffs, Bama versus Tennessee, and NBA tip-off. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Bill Montoya. Co-host, Kyle Gilmore is joining me. We've got another exciting episode to bring you guys. Uh, we, we went live unannounced, so hopefully some of you guys will jump in. Um, and when you get towards, or when you guys get in, feel free to leave any comments, questions you guys might have for us. There's also a link right above my head. If you guys don't follow us, you can get us there. It's got all our socials linked there, uh, YouTube page, all that fun stuff. So feel free to follow us if you enjoy what we put out there and help spread the news. Um, Kyle, you want to just jump right into the NFL stuff? I know there's quite a bit to talk about there. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I guess we can start off with the Dan Snyder stuff. Um, we've talked pretty extensively on here about the Dan Snyder situation, what's happened, what our opinions are on, are on it. Um, but a lot happened, I guess, this past week. Uh, Jim Irsay of the Colts came out and said that there is merit to removing Dan Snyder. Um, I really, regardless of how you feel about the guy, because Jim Irsay has been a character for years, but he has. I was so happy to see someone come out and just say it. I feel like everyone's been on eggshells about it. Yep. Um, it's it's like it's like people don't want to speak out about one of their own. Speaking of owners, um, and it was just very refreshing for somebody to be like, "No, this is a chance to do the right thing." And, well, and Jim um, Irsay oh, had Jim Irsay's had problems of his own. I mean, he had yes. the, the whole substance addiction thing, substance and then he, and then I believe he was maybe that all stemmed with that driving under the influence charge as well. I think that's what it all so. stemmed from. So, I mean, he's not, you know, the poster child for best behavior, but he was willing to stick his neck out there. And that's absolutely admirable when, when you're talking about all these guys, it's a tight knit group. Um, I know Dan Snyder has never been part of the gang. Uh, even when he, he was the youngest owner at the time when he bought the, the Redskins and now Washington commanders, um, and he's never really been part of the gang. I mean, right at his first yeah. owners meeting, he was trying to, you know, make his presence known and all that. None of the owners really liked him. So it kind of surprised me that no one was willing to go after him. And maybe it's because of this ESPN report that he's been digging up uh, dirt on all the other owners, hiring private investigators, all that. But Jim Irsay flat out said, dig up all you want. I don't care. I mean, you can you can dig till the day's done. I don't care what you're yep. what you're gonna find there. Uh, we need to we need to make a stand and, and get this guy out of the league because of what he what he stands for. Um, and in that report, <laughs> it basically said that he has Dan Snyder has veto power on any release of information. So this report, I mean, it's kind of a farce, at, really. Yeah. And Roger Goodell didn't want any written report. So he, anything that he had presented to him was only orally between him and whoever was presenting it. So this whole investigation has been awful. 
Um, I know they waste of time. Yeah. I mean, I know they've found more than what they've disclosed, obviously. So um, I think it's it's past time for for them to get to this vote and and force him out of the league. And he said he was asked the question, do you think it's okay to just have him removed as owner? Um, Essentially what they've already done, air quotes, and and given it to his wife. But he's still allowed at all the games. He's still there in all the meetings. Um, so Changes I think, nothing. yeah, I think by forcing a cell that at least gets him out of that room and, and, you know, actual change. So bravo, Jim Irsay. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was super impressed with him and I just, I'm hoping more and more people will speak out about things, um, as time goes on. There's a lot going on in the league as far as conduct and things like that. So the more people that are especially the people in power, like a gym or say the more people that come out and speak out about this stuff is I think going to be beneficial to the league, to the fans. I mean, everybody. So pretty cool. And we, we had another event at the owner's meeting and apparently they, they went to vote on um, restructuring Roger Goodell's compensation. And Jerry Jones was one of the only one of the 32 owners that voted no against the restructuring of his contract to essentially reward him. And apparently that caused a little a little tiff between Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, where he essentially told him not to F with him. So that's interesting. Um, Jerry Jones has never been one to, you know, keep his opinion hidden or anything like that. So. I just thought it was interesting that those two butted heads of all of all people, because you know they're some of the older owners in the league. So, mm-hmm. just an interesting little tidbit there. And then some other news that came out from the owners' meetings: Amazon and the NFL agreed to uh, do a Black Friday game in 2023, which I hate this personally. Um, so we've already talked about it. The Thursday night games are awful. Uh, doesn't give guys time to rest and recover and all that. Uh, the product that they put out there is, I mean, how many bad Thursday night games have there been already this season? I think every single one like of them has been them. awful. Yeah. yeah. So getting more of those games is not what we're looking for. Uh, and I, I really feel like this is just a ploy by Jeff Bezos to to get, to get keep people out of the, oh, the physical cash stores. Grab. Yeah keep people out of the physical stores so they'll be shopping on his site instead. So, I mean, I guess genius move by him, but we don't need any more short week games in the NFL. Not at all. That it? You don't have anything to add? I just, I'm so tired of Amazon and football. The streaming is terrible. I'm so over it. Just They should have released NFL Plus the way that it should have been intended and made it Sunday ticket. You pay what you whatever, just like MLB, just like NHL. I get every one of my games. I pay my monthly premium. Just be done with it. This needing 14 different streamings to catch every game is just, it's very annoying. Well, Um, and and I think the quality is just terrible. As many times as the Broncos have been on uh, primetime this year, I think it's already three or four. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Basically, those games you don't even need to watch because there's, there's no entertaining factor at all in those games. So, well, um, and they have the ability to audible these, these primetime games. They well, do it every year. Not on Thursday nights, unfortunately. 
Right, right, right. But that needs to change. And that's yeah. another reason to get rid of the Thursday night games because I'm sorry, Broncos fans, but Denver should not have a single primetime game for the I, rest of the season. I can far. get the people that were buying into the hype at the beginning of the season, but after seeing them play oh, yeah, a couple I'm sure they'll games, get on yeah maybe we don't show them every week and that's what it's been almost and i think they still i don't know broncos a... fans I, I don't know broncos fans that finish those games no like um, I mean, they're terrible i think they still have a, a christmas game if i remember right and then maybe one more in yeah. prime time but i think they can flex them out of the last one so i'm sure that will be done but it's frustrating fingers crossed i guess um do you want to just hit news and notes before we get to our teams, or do you want to go straight into our teams? Um, it doesn't matter. Wherever you want to go. Well, I'll, I'll just touch on the Raiders. There's not much there because, obviously, we just came off the, the bye week. So um <laughs> seems like we're at least mostly healthy. There were three people on the – or I guess four people on the injury report starting practice today. Um, only Darren Waller didn't participate. Uh, he was interviewed and said, he said, I don't know if I'm going to make it this week, but it's not a long-term thing. So he's sounds like he's probably going to be out this week. He didn't participate in practice today. Um, I think it's probably a long shot that he plays in this game against the Texans, but hopefully we have him back against the Jaguars. I think that's the better team that we'll actually need him for. And then Nate Hobbs was sent to the IR. He actually broke his hand in the last game and then got it cast it up and came back in and, and finished the game out. So that's admirable. But at the same time, when you're a press corner, if you don't have one of your hands, I mean, that's going to be a really yeah. tough yeah. day to, to get anything done. So um, they moved him to the IR. He'll be back. I think they, they're looking at that four-week timeline for, for him to come back. Uh, and then we have Averett that had the broken thumb. He practiced, he practiced full today. So it sounds like he'll be activated off the IR. And then DJ Turner also practiced full today. So he's probably going to come off the IR as well. Although I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, move to the practice squad or, or wave to whatever. Um, so not a lot of news from my Raiders. Obviously being on the bye week, had a lot of time to reflect on what was going wrong in the games. I think they played their two best games uh, against Denver and then the Chiefs. So... If, if you're looking at building some momentum going into that bye week, obviously you'd like to have the win against the Chiefs, but at least it looks like they're they're putting things together, so there's some optimism there. And then they did have a couple signings and, and cutting guys off the practice squad, but nothing major. So um, Nate, I already mentioned Nate Hobbs, but there's Jonathan Abram and Clee Farrell. They're both mentioned on the trade block, so we'll see if they make a trade with, with one of those two. I still think they need to add to the offensive line, get a, a guard to replace Alex Bars. Um, another right tackle, if they could. I don't know if that's going to happen at this point of the season. And then we need a, a defensive, probably need another defensive back at this point because what we have, especially with Nate Hobbs going to the IR, even if Averitt comes back, we're, we're pretty short at cornerback. So probably need to make a move there if we could to, to make a trade for one of those. I know there's especially... The Panthers fired Matt Rule, so it seems like they're ready to to have a fire sale. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute, but do you want to get to your Steelers stuff, and then we'll talk about the, the rest um, of the league? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest tidbit, obviously, was is Kenny Pickett. He left that game with a concussion, um, but he has cleared protocol, and he's on track to start Sunday versus Miami. So definitely happy to have him back. Um, happy to have more of our players back. We actually played last week against Tampa Bay without our three starting corners, without Minka Fitzpatrick. Obviously, TJ Watt's been out. Um, our defense was down to – I mean, we were playing people I've never heard of. So – Yep. Um, I was getting, surprised getting how some well healthy you guys players played. back. Seeing, we're starting to see some flashes. I'm telling you, I, I, I know it's hard to be optimistic when when you start the season this way, but there are some flashes there that I think if Canada ever gets out of the way of Kenny, I think you're going to see the offense open up. Um, I mean, there's some things. Chase Claypool had a monster game. We've been waiting for that for a season. I mean, he didn't. He never got there last year. Yep. Um, so I'm hoping to see more of that. Uh, Najee looked better. Um, anybody who's listened has known that I've had some issues with him. I, I figured there was something wrong. Um, I ended up tagging Bill in the in the um, article talking about the fact that he's been wearing a plate on his foot. Uh, last week was the first time he didn't wear it, and he looks noticeably better. Uh, not perfect, but there was a difference. Um, I don't know. I was very happy with the way we played Tampa Bay. Uh, we were obviously not picked to win that game. I picked no. us, but um, we were definitely underdogs. There was a lot of them this week, but uh, that's the biggest thing is just Kenny's back. And um, I mean, I hate to say it, but Miami's a team that's kind of on the downturn. So I'm hoping that helps us string another win together. Um, you know, they're, they're not the same team they were, you know, a few weeks ago, obviously, but um I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this game goes. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised uh, with the Tampa Bay game. Uh, defense hung tough. Uh, they harassed, you know, Brady all day. And the corners, the guys that came in, I mean, they didn't play perfect, but they did what they needed to do to keep us in that game. And, um, I mean, I have to give props to Mitch, too. Mitch came in and yep. kept us in that game and scored a touchdown, and I mean, he technically won it for us. Uh, Kenny kept us in a good spot, but you got to give props to Mitch because he came in and finished. So it, it's good it's to have. It's funny because when I saw his performance, when he came in, I was like, wait, why is Mitch in? And then I text you and you said that Kenny yeah. got hit in the head. Um, and I saw what he did after Kenny went out. And I was like, I wonder if this is kind of one of those, you know, fits magic sort of See, effects where this whole not a time, starter, but a great backup. This, this, this whole time, ever since we signed him, that's all I kept saying was he reminds me of Fitzpatrick because I think he's that guy you want at number two. Yep. And Fitzpatrick did the same thing. He made a career out of it when he started, had some rough seasons. But, man, if you had a quarterback go down, he was going to take you to the playoffs. That's um, crazy. I don't know. And, it's just weird. I mean, I'm sure you guys could keep him for forever. I mean, if you look at oh, Chargers have Chase Daniel, good. he's – He's bounced all over the place as a backup. I think he's made he's, over fifty million as a backup quarterback in this league. He's killed I it. Mean, and I think he's only played in like fifteen games or something and made fifty million. Oh, that's yeah. absolutely insane. That's that's the best job in America right there, is Chase Dan. Well played, sir. <laughs> but but you know, I, yeah, anything anything that's else it you for had? Us. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised by your guys' performance. I I picked Tampa Bay. Um, but Tampa Bay has a lot of, 
they have their own issues. I mean, their offensive line has been absolutely garbage. And I mean, yeah. you guys have a great defensive line, so that contributed. But I don't think Tom's too happy about coming back this season. I, I think that's this will definitely be the last segment. one. Yeah. Um, I mean, personal stuff aside, he's not having a good year. So I think America's game for this this past week was probably Chiefs and Bills rematch of the yes. AFC Championship. Or was that that was the division game? Yeah, division game. Division, yeah. I think everyone's counting as that being the the championship game this this season. Um, did you think that lived up to the hype, or what? Did you um, think I think it lived. Game? I think it lived up to the hype and more. Um, I mean, I guess it depends, because if you were wanting another 13-second game, then no, we didn't have that. It did come down to it. Um, but I think this was kind of the epitome of the Bills kind of blossoming past the Achilles heel that, that the Chiefs are or were for them. Um, for it to finish the way it did also um, with them harassing Mahomes and then him throwing a pick to finish the game, yep. it's not something that Chiefs fans are used to seeing. Um, you know, the way Josh carried himself the entire game. It just it just felt to me like this was finally that point where they pulled ahead in the horse race. Like you saw that they handled them on all facets of the game. Sure, it was a good game, close game, but the Bills were never out of control. Yeah. Um, they stuck to what they were doing. They stuck to the game plan, and nothing was ever frantic. and And that's what killed the Chiefs at the end. Is then everything was frantic, and you cannot be you cannot be that team that's expecting that lightning strike every single time. It yep. just, it's not always going to be there for you. So I was, I was happy for it to end the way it did. And I was happy for it to finish with a Mahomes pick. Uh, yeah. Little, little tidbit there made me happy. So yeah. Taron Johnson. I mean, that guy has been a stud for the bills and quite yeah. honestly, the bills have been pretty banged up. So the fact that they were able to go out and, and win at Arrowhead, uh, finish this yeah. game off. Uh, they're still missing Micah Hyde. He's going to be, I think he's out the rest of the season, if I remember right. And then they're still missing Tredavious White, although he should be coming back soon. So soon. They, sh yeah. they should be getting help at, at the cornerback position. Jordan Poyer, man, what a gutsy performance by him. What he a wasn't cool even story. Oh yeah, my I mean, God. he wasn't even cleared to fly with the team and ended 15 up 15 hour drive. Yeah, driving 15 hours. Uh, making playing in that game and then he had to drive 15 hours back um uh, obviously he wasn't the one driving but still that's a that's a 15 what hour a monster, ride with, with his family um so tough performance by him uh josh yeah. allen is now i think a lock for mvp unless he were to get hurt yeah. or start playing awful which i don't see that happening the guy is just no. at another level um he leads the league in passing I'm pretty sure he's leading his team in rushing. He's got more touchdowns than just about anyone. So, yeah, I think he's the the favorite to win the MVP. And I mean, obviously, we were picking him at the beginning of the season because he's our guy. But uh, yeah. great to see him continue to blossom. A lot of people thought when Brian Dable left that that he was going to have a, a pullback. But Ken Dorsey is doing an absolute wonderful job with that team. Oh, and then Leslie Frazier, man, he is. He's ready, locked and ready for another head coaching position. Uh, the way that he's had this Bills defense playing for the last two seasons, I mean, he's yeah. got counters for counters, and I mean, he's he's 
scheming it up with with the best of them and Matt well, and to have that six I was gonna say to have that success with as many injuries as they've dealt with yep that's when your system shines that's when it becomes the defensive coordinator is shining uh, when you have all your studs in there that covers up a lot of deficiencies so I mean that's I mean that's on his resume is what they're doing right now well and like I said Matt Milano that dude absolutely shut down Playing out of his Mahomes, mind almost single-handedly um, he mm-hmm. was playing a spy almost the whole game where he would give him he would see what he's going to do as soon as he knew he was passing I mean he was beelining straight for him and and forcing a lot of pressure forcing him to get rid of the ball so it was a, a great game plan they had two over the top man man-to-man coverage pretty much throughout the game they threw a couple zone coverages in there uh, that defensive line is fantastic Matt Milano in there. linebacker is an absolute stud and like I said they're still getting Shadavius right or Tredavious White back, so it's going to be a defensive really line. Uh, I was just going to say their defensive line with the way they're running it right now. That's what that's what I like about this Bills team is everything's team first. You look at a player like Poyer driving 15 hours. That boy wants to play. That defensive line, you don't have anybody that's fighting. I shouldn't say not fighting for, but no one wants the limelight. They're rotating that defensive line nonstop. Yep. They never don't have four fresh guys on the field. And it shows. Well, to be able to have that many good defensive linemen is wonderful. <laughs> when you need a closer, you got freaking Von Miller oh, there that God, has all the moves in the world and still such a knack for it. I mean, he's not he's not the player he was in Denver. We know no, that. No, but no. when you need some when you need some pressure, that guy has every move in in his back pocket and knows right. That's when to terrifying. Use it. And he, if you saw. He saw that chip block coming, so instead of rotating out, he rotated in and got straight to Mahomes and just wrapped My him favorite up. play of the Dude. entire game. They're, they're, you can't put stuff. enough on that play. And, and my favorite thing about Von Miller is he is a monster. He's like this just, you know, <laughs> like apex predator on the field, but he does it all with like a 10-year-old smile. Like I yep. absolutely love the way he approaches the game. If you don't like Von Miller – um, outside of maybe being a rival team or something like that. Like he's the kind of player that you want to see on the field. He's, he's exciting, but he's also just so fun to see. Well, um, and, and you so see every year him. in the off season, he does that pass rusher summit. He doesn't need to share all his, yep. his secrets. I mean, that's essentially no. giving his knowledge to, to the next guy that's going to replace him. He's not afraid of that. I mean, he is just a stand up dude. I He's awesome. obviously I never cheered for him when he was on the Broncos, but I always loved him. Yeah. Um, and seeing him go to the Bills, a, t- a team that's like our our side team because of J- Josh Allen, but also, for sure. I mean, it's it's just great to see. So, uh, speaking of Josh Allen, he was at the Padres game tonight, and cheering, he was wearing the Padres uniform. So even more respect for that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I guess we should probably talk about the uh, – well, let's get to the rest of the NFL news here, and then we'll, we'll talk about our pokes a little bit. Um, okay. The Broncos, we, we already talked about. They were back on primetime Monday Night Football. They, they ended up losing in overtime to the Chargers. Tell me, what did you text to me I about just, that game? I can't. I just can't get over how many of these games the Chargers have had them two times in a row. I think it's two weeks back to back. 
they're just in these games that are deadlocked and no one wants to win. Like I'm telling you, they are doing everything in their power to give the other team. It's like hot potato though. Nobody wants it. Yeah. Like it is mind boggling to me, these games. Um, I don't know. I just like, I turn the game off. I just, I'm so over it. It's they're not, they're not exciting. It was, it was like one of those proverbial car crashes where you, you can't look away for me. But I mean, oh, it had terrible. more. It had more meaning for me because if the if the Broncos win, then we're, you know, those two are at three and three in the division, uh, within two games of us. Obviously, we're one and four, which is not ideal, especially at this point yeah. in the season. But I was almost cheering for the Broncos, but then I was like, you know what, Ty wouldn't be so bad either. Ty would not be so bad either. Oh, and then it geez. took it took the Chargers pushing the blocker for the punt into the return man and then he muffed it covered by yeah. the chargers for them to win it so just an awful game i'm so sick yeah. of seeing the broncos on the tv and it's going to happen again this week because even though i live in southern utah and it's only two and a half hours away from vegas we get the northern utah feed and that right. shows all the broncos Colorado. games so uh, it's frustrating yeah, to get to you. watch the Broncos again instead of my Raiders. So it's fine. Whatevs. A um, couple other news and notes from, well, I guess the last news and note around the league is uh, the Panthers fired Matt Rule, which we already talked about. Uh, I still can't believe they gave him a seven-year contract. Still baffles me. I think I read that he was going to make 834000 per week until 2027. Jeez. So that's cool wow. Good for him. Um, but this brings us to the pack or the Panthers are now making a good chunk of their team available. Uh, they already traded Robbie Anderson, who has become a team problem because they're not going to get a locker involved. room issue. Yeah. Locker room issue. They traded him to the Cardinals, which is just an absolute perfect fit for more locker room issues. But you know, I saw I, one thing on one thing on that trade. I saw the funniest meme and it said, um, Something like, I'm happy for Robbie Anderson. He went from having uh, one crybaby Oklahoma quarterback, blah, 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 and, you know, basically insinuating all, all this negative things, which also describes Kyler Murray. <laughs> and it ends with, and now he's got Kyler Murray. And I was like, all right. Yep. <laughs> that yeah, sums it up it, for me. It's, it's going to be an interesting pairing. Uh, I know Hollywood Brown – he has an ankle issue, and it looks like he's going to be out at least the next four weeks. So it's an yeah. obvious need for the Cardinals. Uh, they should get – they're getting D-hop back this week as well. Uh, so I they should be pretty the much D-hop days strength. are done. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I still think he's, you know, a, a playmaker and all that. I don't know that he's what he used to be, but he's still got some of the best hands in the league. Obviously, performance-enhancing drugs aside, <laughs> we'll leave that on the ta- uh, off the table, but – I think it, it'll be a good grab for um, for the Cardinals. And the compensation was pretty low. But at, at that point, yeah. I think the, the Panthers were either going to get something for him, him off. or they were going to just cut him. So they got a sixth, a 2023 sixth, and then a 2024 seventh, if I remember right, in the compensation. So nothing major there. Just but cute. CMC is reportedly on the trading block. Uh, but they do want a first-round pick, so I don't think they're going to get anything near that with the contract that he comes with and the injury history. Yeah. So 
What are you thinking about that? Do you think there's any teams that make sense for him? Um, first and foremost, I agree. I think a restructure has got to happen before that's even an option. And I personally think he'd probably be up for it, depending on where um, where he would end up. He's not giving um, that money up because he ain't going to get it anywhere else. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um I don't know. I think there's teams that could be interested. I think more so on the Panthers side, I think you're stupid if you don't do everything in your power to trade him and get as much as you can, because you're basically hitting the reset button here and he's already been injury ridden. Um, yep. I mean, why would you still want to pay him that much money for the next say two to three seasons while you rebuild and he may or may not be on the field? Granted, I, I do understand the contract side of it, but there is always a way to work around a contract if you have willing people. Yeah. Uh, and anymore, I mean, I used to think no one would ever take on a contract like that. I really did. But I am I don't even recognize the league that exists today. Like, well, it's, and it's I, almost like money isn't real. I think in the past it wasn't possible for, for teams to absorb part of the contract, and I think they, they made that possible yeah. now. So I think that may be less of a hurdle uh, if the Panthers are willing to pay some of that contract. Um, it, it's always happened in baseball where, you know, the A's would pick up a, a veteran off the Yankees or something that, you know, was past his prime but would, would right. teach the young guys and all that, and the A's would pick up only a minor portion of the contract and the Yankees would eat the rest. But I think they made that possible in the NFL uh, semi-recently. So I do see it possible as him getting moved, but not for the compensation that the, the Panthers are looking for. And I get it. He's their best player. But at the same time, the contract compared to what you would get relative performance-wise from another running back contract, it's just astronomical. Not so, that big a difference. Yeah. yeah. It's just I don't see a trade probable, but I do think, and I, I hate to say this, but I think he would make the Denver Broncos offense a lot more dynamic if he went to see, the Broncos. See, and I, I'm, picturing more, I'm picturing more on the contender side of things. I'm, I'm picturing one of these teams that are at the top of the league that need a little bump. Um, San Francisco. And I mean, I... See, and I'm I'm talking I'm talking teams that well, and that's one name that got thrown out. I don't see it happening because I they're a very blue collar team. I don't see them wanting or needing to bring somebody in. But um, the things that got me going was like imagine a healthy CMC on a team like the Eagles that are already just firing on all cylinders. He comes in and plays not that they're the same running back or same body type, but a Darren Sproles type where he's playing out of the backfield all the time. Um, you know, you mentioned San Francisco. I mean, that's, that could be something that gives them a jump start because they're kind of struggling right now. They're, I'm still trying to figure out what San Francisco is right now. Um, I have a really hard time picking their games recently, uh, but that's kind of where I see who the Titans. If they had, Oh, CMC that would be a wicked one too. And Derrick Henry, see, and that's the backfield. that's what I'm talking about. Is I in my mind, like if, if I'm him, but I also don't have the obviously the reference of making that kind of money. Yeah, <laughs> but if I was him, I would restructure an heartbeat and say, okay, but 
I want to be able to dictate partially where I go. Yeah. Um, go to a contender. Um, I mean, I just, even the Jets, Brees Hall, and and CMC coming out of the back. I've heard I've heard everything from you know the big ones that jumped out right away that I saw in, in a lot of the media was the Bills and the um, uh, yeah Green Bay that they would have another one too. Um, yeah. I don't he think could Green go Bay play anywhere. But no, I don't that, see Green Bay making that move ever. But the reason I see him I'm, going to a team like that. Yeah, the reason why I'm listing off AFC teams is because I don't feel like the Panthers <laughs> are going to want to send him to the yeah. to the A or to the NFC. Uh, I know the Broncos would love to have him, and I think he would make a, a huge difference in their offense. But I don't know if he necessarily wants to go to a last place team ish. Yeah. Um, obviously we're in last place right now, but that's not where we're going to end up. We already beat the Broncos once. We're going to beat them again. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, I don't know. I think it's possible, but if okay. I was the Panthers, I would want to trade him. Yeah. I, you're hitting the reset button. And like I said, I don't think it's going to be possible unless they're able to pick up some of that contract. Cause no one's going to want to pay a running back that much money, but We'll move on from that. Uh, our our Wyoming Cowboys they play Utah State, which is a interesting Big matchup. Game for us. Levi Williams is you know going to be matching up against his former team. Peasley's going against his former team. Uh, right now, it looks like we got the better end of that transfer trade, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I do think the I haven't checked the lines lately, but I believe the the Cowboys are favored in that game. I'm excited to see this one, although I don't know if I'll be able to watch this game. I circled this year. You like this matchup, huh? Oh yeah. This is the very first one I circled after the off season happened the way that it did. Yeah. It, it should be an interesting game and they kick off basketball schedule here pretty quick too. Um, I think they were just outside. They were one of the teams receiving votes for the top 25, but I don't think they were. I think they were ranked like 29 or something, so just on the outside looking in. And quite honestly, I think before too long, they'll be climbing up those ranks. Uh, with all the transfers that they, that they had from uh, UCLA, and I I think they were all from UCLA, but they all ha- they had some, some pretty good high-star uh, transfers plus the Maldonado, uh, EK, existing yeah. roster. So it, it should be a pretty good team. I'm excited to watch them pretty play. Pretty hopeful. Yep. Um, anything you had to add about the Utah State game? or just that you No, just excited. Um, I mean, we're really going to be able to see what we lost and what we gained. Um, I mean, I guess that's the fun part. But I really do think we have a better product than they do. Yeah, which there's not been that many times this season. I felt that way going in, so hopefully we come out of there with a W. That's what that's what we're all hoping for. So let's touch on um, MLB playoffs. Those are obviously in the in the thick of things. Uh, we just had the Padres and Phillies. They're on. They already finished up game two in that in the NLCS. Um, it's been an exciting series. I didn't. I really didn't I like see it. the it's been Phillies. Fun. I, I told you, man. I all. told you. They have great pitching, but and they have good offense, but their defense is horrid. So I didn't see them making it this far, especially where it's, you know, it's all about the coach, defense. man. Yeah, 
Well, it's funny because they let Joe Girardi go halfway through the season, so everyone was yeah. like, "Yeah, this season's already over for Fair the Phillies," and they already and you know they end up making it to the playoffs and knock off. Uh, who did they knock off in the first round? The Mets. The Mets. So that was very and it surprising. Was ugly. Yeah. Ugly. That was, that was a rough series for them. So. Um, I have a hard time going to the Phillies, but it's fun to watch. After seeing, I don't know if you saw that Padres rap that was going around on Twitter. Oh yeah. After yeah. seeing that, I was like, "Okay, Phillies by, Phillies sweep." <laughs> and the way that <laughs> that game two started, it was four nothing. Uh, Starting to wonder took if it was going to be and real like, bad. Oh, shit. And Nola was pitching, so it was surprising that the the Padres were able to come back, but. Um, had a real good second inning. They scored four, five, I think. Yeah, they scored five, and ended up taking the lead seven to five. Machado hit a a, a solo home run to make it eight to eight to four. And then, and then they had I can't remember how the Phillies scored their fifth, but ended up eight to five. So the series is tied one to one going back to Philadelphia. That's going to be a fun one, I think. And then the yeah. ALCS just kicked off tonight. Uh, Yankees had a, a bunch of uh, inclement <laughs> weather. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. I said no one cares. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. I, I really hope the Yankees win that one, which feels dirty saying that. But obviously I know. Being an I hate that I'm pulling for them. Absolutely hate the Astros anymore after the crap that they pulled, um, especially when we were in contention for that at AL West when they were pulling all that crap. So. Um, yeah. my aunt, she, even though I said, so what I said to her was she's a huge Yankees fan from, from New York. Um, I, I told her I'm cheering for your Yankees, even though I don't think they'll be able to beat the Astros. And she's, she gave me the whole, and she said, <laughs> I don't want that negativity. I was like, I, so, I told you I'm I like pulling it. for I you like guys. It. And she was like, I don't care. I don't want any negativity in this. So anyway, um, I think the Astros will win it. I really hope the Yankees do. And then whoever wins out of the NLCS, I hope Agreed. they win it all. We already talked about that this this afternoon. Um, but I'm really hoping for the Padres. I love Bob Melvin. Obviously, he's our previous manager. This is his first year with the Padres. And I really think he's one of the best managers in, in any league, let alone MLB. So I'll be really happy for him and Sean Manaya if they end up winning the the world series but anyway um anything you you want to talk about with baseball before we move on no i think that sums it up okay so one exciting game that i was really just pumped to see was in in college football obviously the our our cowboys were off so we had a bye week and had all the other games to watch we we really tuned in on that bama and tennessee game and it was glorious. Oh man, it was beautiful. I love seeing Tennessee win. Um, fans just covered that stadium after after the game. Rightfully so. What did you think about that one? I know you're excited. Um, first and foremost, I'm not surprised. We even before we came into the season, this wasn't the same Bama team that's been there in the years past. Um, I'm a little. Com- I'm a little personally confused why so many people are surprised. They shouldn't even be in the top 10. I mean, they've been so close to losing multiple games. Um, And I think you'll see that happen after this. Um, 
you're going to see them continue to drop because I don't think they're the same team. Even the games that they're winning, um, they're struggling and they're having to, you know, fight through it. And that's not what Alabama does. Uh, and then as far as Tennessee, they're probably one of the most underrated teams going into this game. And they made a pretty, pretty, pretty big uh, statement with this game. So I think you'll see them skyrocket, which they already have, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it was a matter of time. Every, every week, it seemed like is Bama. Good? I mean, you're not asking these questions every week in, you know, their national title runs. Um, but every single week, it doesn't matter. They could play a division two team. And I'm going to be like, man, is Bama going to put it together this week? Because yeah. even, even games they should have ran away with, they just look terrible. But um, as far as the game itself, this is another one. I mean, it, yeah, the score was there. Um, you know, it wasn't a complete blowout. It's kind of like the Bills Chiefs game for me. Um, you saw some good things from both teams, but I never once thought Tennessee was frantic. I never felt like they ever were, I don't want to say concerned, because I mean you're always trying to win the game, but I never felt like they left what they were trying to do. They stuck to what their what their game plan was and it worked. So I was I was pumped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just hate Bama. I hate Nick Saban. So <laughs> for sure. And Tennessee, I mean, it, it looks like they really have one of the better offenses in all of college football. Uh, Pretty and unreal. That, that hooker quarterback dude's a stud. I am very impressed with him. Uh, I think consensus he's been ranked around, you know, the top five for the draft. In, in yeah. terms of quarterbacks, I think you'll see that a lot higher by the end of the year. I really hope he slips that low so the the <laughs> Raiders can pick so. him up. I really don't think so. No, I don't think so either. And I I was talking to my father in law. We were watching that game at his house, and we were talking about uh, the Alabama quarterback. What's that kid's name? Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. And I was saying. I can't believe that people, you know, have him as as the number one quarterback. And that's not, you know, I don't want to say he's not a talented quarterback because he absolutely right. is. But his size, I mean, he's shorter than Russell Wilson, but he also is like 20 pounds lighter than Russell Russell Wilson. So He's tiny. Just seeing him take all those hits from the Tennessee defense, I was just wondering is he going to get back up the entire game? And they were getting a lot of pressure on him, getting a lot of good hits on him. I thought for sure he was going to go out in that game. But My biggest knock on him is that I feel like he's one of them quarterbacks. And, I mean, maybe he'll grow. I don't know. But I really do think he's one of those quarterbacks that when times are good, when they're up by 30, he's playing. I mean, he just he thrives off of it. When they yep. hit some adversity – some of the throws and some, I mean, I just, I was really blown away by a lot of these games. They're just, they're not putting a very good product on the field, yeah. whether it's coaching players, it doesn't matter. It's they're not putting a good product on the field. Well, there's plenty. I, I really feel like this is going to be a pretty strong quarterback class. So I would be shocked if the Raiders don't try to get one uh, yeah. in, in the first round. Uh, Hooker's obviously great. Uh, CJ Stroud of Ohio state, Bryce young, uh, Drake May, they, Caleb Williams. There's that one from Kentucky. His name escapes me right now. But oh, that, yeah. That Texas quarterback, 
the one that looked like he was going to knock off uh, Quinn, what's his name, Ewers or something like that, when he looked like he was going to knock off Alabama and then they, they injured him and, and they ended up barely losing that game. But, no, I, I think yeah, college sucks. football, I mean, I always say just put Alabama at one and leave them there because it seems like that's what, even if they have two, three losses, it seems like that's what, what they, they end up at, at the end of the year anyway. Um, they dropped to six after losing to, to Tennessee, but it feels like yeah, but, at the end of the season they're going to be in the top four and in the playoffs oh, no I'm matter sure. what happens. But it, so. Take like a Georgia team. It's ridiculous how long it took Georgia to make it up to number one. Yep. I mean, they have destroyed literally everyone they played, and it doesn't matter who the opponent is. That's what they're expected to do week in, week out. That's literally the Alabama roll tide mentality is win by 40. I mean, and Georgia was doing it and they still just finally, I'm so glad they finally lost because you can't not recognize, you know, a drop at some point for that. But um, there's definitely a lot of buy-in with Bama every year and I get it. I know what they've done in the past, but man, I wish it was more of a fresh slate every year. Yeah. Well, and we'll see what happens with that. 12 team expansion whenever that happens but it seems like it's still going to just be power five teams but like obviously we'll see um moving on to nba we had nba tip off um my warriors went up against the lakers and honestly it even from the outset both teams were not shooting well um but steph and clay got going Jordan Poole got going. Uh, we had Wiseman in there, which was a, a positive surprise. We had Moody. We had Kaminga. Uh, Green. We, I mean, we had all kinds of role players stepping up in that game. And they wanted to keep uh, Thompson's minutes down. So they, they had a lot of the younger guys playing throughout the third and fourth quarter. And honestly, that was the only time that the Lakers even made a move was when we had – I think there was only two starters on the on the floor at the time, and the Lakers had their entire starting lineup on there. That's the only time they made it even interesting, and I think they brought it within 18 at that point. So it's quite apparent that the Lakers are in another rebuild season. Um, they won't admit it because, you know, really I think that Russell Wilson trade took them back probably two seasons essentially where – I mean, unless they can ship him off, even if they do, they're probably going to have to give up assets because of his contract just to get rid of him. So it might be another season where they're just holding on to him and hoping for the best. I know the approach was he's going to be the head of the of the second team, but it's just quite apparent to me that Warriors are, are head and shoulders above the Lakers at this point in the season. Um, and in, barring injuries, hell, I think... Even with injuries, the Warriors are built to sustain those. They have such a deep team right now. Uh, They've got the old core, they have the new core, and they're blending those guys together. And I think this is going to be Draymond's last last year with the team, but they extended uh, Jordan Poole. They extended Andrew Wiggins for both probably below market value contracts. Um so I think we're built for the now, we're built for the future, and it's going to be exciting to see what they can do this season. Um, I almost feel spoiled with the Warriors because we've won four in the last seven seasons, 
and got our rings on opening night yesterday. And those rings are beautiful. Very pretty. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like them because they're just gold, but I mean, it's very fitting for the Golden State Warriors. I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do want to add this one your... tidbit. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I hate Draymond Green. Uh, moving on. So I'm going to. Sorry, I just I can't wait for you guys to not have him on your team so I can wish good things for you again. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know how anyone puts up with it. The Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole situation. Mm-mm. I don't know how they get past that. And I mean, I know they have great veteran leadership and all that. They've got staff. I don't care. It's crazy to me that they're just playing. The only thing I hope is that somehow Jordan Poole made a comment about the fact that they didn't need him to win. Like, I hope that's what started it. That would be the only <laughs> thing that would make me okay with it. Um, I, I hate what, him. I can't wait for him to not play. I think what Jordan Poole said is, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> he could get away with that one. Um, I don't know. I just, I can't, I just can't fathom, like, I miss the old days like that that shit wouldn't fly on your team because you would literally have your entire team handle this person and it's just it's not the way the leagues are nowadays. Um I don't know. I hate him. Moving on, so the magic. <laughs> uh they played the Pistons tonight. They didn't win. Uh, I think they lost 113 to 109. Um I was pretty happy with it though. They stuck with it the whole the entire game. Um yeah, they they trailed most of it, but it was, it never got out of hand. The young guys looked good. Um, our, uh, I can't remember his name now. Our first round pick. Um, when number one? Oh, uh, Banchero or however you say his last name. Hallow Banchero. Yep. That guy, that guy. Um, he had a huge game, um, some nasty dunks. He's, he's playing aggressive and that was really fun to see. Oh yeah. Uh, he's definitely electric. I think it's going to be good. Um, there's, there's just a lot of young guys. I mean, I feel like I'm talking about the pirates here, but it's kind of the yep. same story, different league, but, um, it's exciting. I'm, I'm very interested to see where they're at in say three, even, you know, three years when that, when this core could stick together and actually build something. Um, I mean, I'm expecting when some done. product before that, but okay, uh, that's that's really all I got. Is I was just happy with how well they they hung in the game, and it's only the first game, so it's you know you can't weigh into it too much. But all right, this stat is coming from NBA History at NBA History on Twitter. Since 1969, only three number one overall picks have dropped 25 plus points, five rebounds, and five assists, five plus assists in their NBA debut. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, mm-hmm. Paolo Banchero. So, hmm. pretty I mean, impressive. It's a pretty good list when you're talking records. Yeah. No, I, so, and I, I, I like that he's got that chip on his shoulder because I know so many people were not necessarily a fan of that pick when it happened. Um, I don't know. He's got, he's got a little bit of a uh you know a little bit of a case to prove and i it's it's fun seeing him play that way because he gets after it and it's fun to watch yeah no he went for 27 points nine rebounds and five assists tonight so yeah, pretty impressive he played, he had a good game. Uh, and 
that's always been the story. I mean, it seems like every year for the last, I don't know, three, four years with the Magic, it seems like all everyone talks about is the positivity of the um, potential of this team. And it obviously hasn't added up, but hopefully this season is, is the season where they take that step. And obviously having the number one pick is a good little, good little thing to have in your pocket there. So Uh, anything else? Hopefully not too often. I'd like, I'd like to get away, get away from the first, you know, at some point, but (laughs) But having him there, you don't need to have that first pick anymore. Uh, I I guess the last thing I would say is to your point, um, you know, it's kind of exciting because he's kind of that player that you're like, okay, you've built this young core. Now you kind of have that linchpin that like, you know, gets everything moving. And so obviously it's early, but the hope is that he's that guy. Um, And I mean, he came out and had a pretty good statement game, whether they lost or whether they won or not, doesn't really matter. Um, the team looked good. So I'm hoping, hoping they can build off something, um, you know, maybe not be in the cellar of the league this year. And that's a good step in the right direction. Yeah. I, I do want to add one note. And that is that the Wyoming Cowboy football Twitter account got me freaked out because they posted a clip from a Wyoming Utah state game that must've been from last year. Oh, and it was showing, uh, Cam Stone making a, a pick six, it looks like. And I was like, is that game tonight? I swear it was Saturday. And so I was freaking out, looking everywhere to find out when that game was. And it is Saturday. This was from, must have been. Okay, from good. I was going to be mad. Yeah, I was freaking the hell out. But you have <laughs> a couple other notes you wanted to get to here? Uh, just one last thing. I mean, speaking of your, I guess your Lakers game, but um I saw that it came across that LeBron has announced this will be his last season. See, and um, I can't find that anywhere. Where did you see that? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm, after your, your surprise about it, it makes me wonder if it wasn't just some random headline or something that popped up. I was, I was busy, so I didn't actually read anything. I just saw the headline. But yeah, um, I was like, what? He said he wanted to play with his son. <laughs> So I, can, well, I can't find even, even after even after I put it on the list, that's why I was like, all he ever talked about was playing with Bronny. Like, yeah, I'm confused. And uh, I honestly can't find anything else about it either. But the one thing I will say is when and if that does happen. Um, I mean, all I can think about is where that leaves the Lakers. And even if he if he goes somewhere to play with Bronny, like not only they're in such disarray, but you have the one guy who probably kept you in half your games. Yeah. Uh, It just got me thinking of this dynasty or this, this persona that the Lakers have been for literally decades. I don't know. It's kind of interesting that they could very easely be, you know, in the same position the magic have been the last few years, bottom of the league like that fast. Yeah. And I, I feel like, like you said, it puts them in a tough spot. I feel like they would be towards the bottom of the league, but I also feel like whenever he does make that move, it's going to put them in a better situation to actually start the rebuild. Um, they're not actually a good team. Build a right team now. Maybe. Yeah. No. With, with him. And I, I feel like, like I said, making that move for Russell Westbrook, I feel like that set them back two seasons at least, if not more because yeah. of all the capital they gave up. And then if they are to move on from him, they're going to have to give up capital to go to basically compensate whatever teams have 
willing to take on that contract. So um, it's not a good thing for them. Um, no. Let's move on to NHL. I know your team's a lot better than my team. So <laughs> um, I'll go just, ahead and take that. It, it's early, you know, much like the NBA or MLB season. Um, you know, it, things really pick up there at the late end of the, of the regular season. So you can actually see how things are going to shape up. But I'm really excited about the season just because of how old our team is. Um, you know, I talk about the trifecta all the time. We got Latang, Malkin, and Crosby that have been together now the record for any major league sport of three players together with 17 seasons, which is pretty special. Um, but we have a lot of young guys and the way that they're starting to much like your warriors um, starting to intermingle and kind of, uh, you know, retool how the team works. It's, it's showing up on the ice quickly this season. Um, our first two games, we won six to two, one of those games against Tampa Bay lightning, which are our slouch third, just came off of, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cups not that long ago. Um, so it, it's pretty exciting. The one game we lost, we lost in overtime to a tough Montreal team. Um, and really, we, we should have had that one. But you can see it on the ice. There's the old guys look younger. The the young guys look wiser. It's just, it's exciting. It's it, I think it's going to be a good year. I think we have a better team than we did last year. So um, I just love hockey season, man. I wish I could it's glorious. say that I'm excited about this hockey season, but I mean, we started 0 and 5, so yeah, not much yeah. optimism there with the Sharks. It's definitely a middle of a rebuild, so not looking too forward to it. Um, I was considering subscribing to the NHL package, but I don't think that's going to happen based on on how this has looked so far. Uh, one. One last note, unless you have something else, and this is baseball-related, nope. but uh, the Astros just took a 4-1 to lead. Just Verlander threw an absolute gem. Left with a 3 nothing lead. Um, Montas is in to pitch for the Yankees and just gave up a home run within his first five pitches or so. So, Hey, like, but at least I got that home run record. Woo. Yeah, it's something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. With that being said, I'm going to be out probably on vacation. So Kyle, I know you go back to work. So this will probably be our last one for, for this week, but we'll both try to try yeah. to try to check in with a, a reel or, or at least something to get you guys some content out there. So uh, like I said, at the beginning, there's this link right above my head. I don't know if you can see my finger. There it is. Uh, you can get us on all our socials there. There you go, as well as um, our YouTube channel, all that. So anywhere you guys want to consume this content on top of the streams and all that, um, it's all there. We post the videos after we stream, so you guys have them on the anchor, on your podcast platform of choice, YouTube, whatever. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Every comment, every view, thank you so much. Yep, and we love getting back to you guys through those comments um, on whatever social media platform you guys prefer. So thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one.